What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show, where around here, we earn our cookie. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode. I am your boy, Roy. Of course, I have my co-host, uh, the Milliman. <laughs> Uh, Al DeBiz. I remembered Al DeBiz. I was like, I got two nicknames. I was like, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. And it, I was I waiting for it. I was like, is he gonna get it right today? And I did. I did on the second try. You remember? My my <laughs> second guess was I always save my first guess for second. So that's how that there works. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. So we have a very um, interesting podcast that we're gonna do today. A little different than what we normally do. Uh, Alex and I. We're actually talking a little bit about his diet, his workouts, things like that, what he's been doing. And I decided, I was like, dude, let's stop talking about this and what you need to do. And let's make a podcast out of it. So the listeners can hopefully get some insight into what, you know, I would say is the best steps for you moving forward. I mean, right now you are really, really, so we talked about a couple of podcasts ago about how you feel like you peaked in the fitness side of things. Uh, What was that about a year ago? I think, it's, I think it's been like two or three years at this point. Yeah. So we peaked in the fitness, right? And uh, since then, you've been working out. You're still healthy, yeah. um, but you have other things going on. Like you're doing this real estate stuff with your own business. Uh, you have a baby on the way that could be due any day now. Any day now. So you got a lot of other moving pieces. So it hasn't quite been a priority for you in the last few weeks. We've been meeting every Sunday, doing a solid workout and then doing these podcasts and every week you'd be like dude my diet's shit i need to get back on it yada 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 so what you kind of give us a rundown of where you're at mentally and physically yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's i know what to do i'm just not doing it and i think being in like and it's it all comes down to excuses Mm -hmm. and making time for so i mean i work out every every day i mean i might have a rest day in the week but like i'm at least working out five to seven times a week. So that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we were just talking about like breakfast, I, my morning routine is dialed in. So like my, I eat breakfast every morning, um, like a healthy oatmeal, egg white, spinach. So like my breakfast dialed in. Um, and back when I did this challenge, I knew exactly what I needed to eat. It was like six ounces of chicken, a uh, half cup of rice and greens. Mm-hmm. And that was my lunch. And then dinner was six ounces of chicken, uh, you know, whatever, two tablespoons of almond butter and then spinach. So like, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. And Mm -hmm. like we were talking about is getting my protein in. So like Lucy and I meal prepped, uh, a few weeks ago, we were doing like chicken, rice and broccoli, um, which is great. So yeah, no, I mean, like I just, what happens is like, I just get busy throughout the day. I don't eat. And then all of a sudden it's two, three o'clock. And then I like either don't eat and just keep going and just eat a huge dinner. So I find there's, there's two scenarios that a lot of people run into when they get busy. Um, either one, they're snacking all day yeah. and all those calories are coming in that they don't really realize mm. or two, which I'm the same way as I just stop eating. Yeah. I'm just so focused on work and what I got to do and getting the job done. I just forget to eat. Yep. And if I don't meal prep or plan ahead, it's like, well, then it's like, if I do remember to eat, I'm like, well, I'm looking around. I'm like, well, I'm on the road or I have have this or I don't have time, you know? And I think that a lot of people run into that scenario. I see it a lot with nurses 
hmm. uh, who work like 10, 12 hour shifts and they, they just don't have a break. Uh, it happened to me when I was coaching gymnastics. You can't eat while you're on the floor. Right. Uh, and there's all these issues. And I feel like that happens to a lot. And especially, I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast might be entrepreneurs as well. Like they're trying yeah. to get like the inside scoop of what I did and what you're doing to well, build these things. And it's just busy. Right. You know? Well, in real estate, I mean, I'm driving, like every day looks different, but like weekends I'm driving around all the time. And I'll tell you the truth, like my weakness is like Del Taco and Taco Bell hey, like, too. Like, and that's fair. That's what I'm going to tell you my weakness. And I ate this last night. Let's hear it. McDonald's. Really? Really? I dude. would never expect that. You wouldn't, right? Wow. But so, and again, I think everybody's on their own journey. There's a lot of people who I straight up would be like, look, you just give up the fast food. Yep. Some people, you could be flexible with that. Yep. Uh, I actually tell a story. You didn't know this. I, I was driving home uh, with Tasha. This was like a year after we were dating and something happened. We went to McDonald's or we drove past McDonald's and the kids wanted it, something along those lines. And Tasha was, she said, I like McDonald's. And I said, I have to tell you something. I eat McDonald's more than, you know, <laughs> and she said, what? I, I worded it. I was, I said, I have a secret. And she was like, she, all of a sudden, like, I, oh. I was like, we need to talk. That's what I said. I said, we need to talk in her, like, her jaw dropped, like her heart like left her stomach. And uh, she said, she's like, what? I was like, I eat McDonald's more than you know. And when we first started dating, like right when we first started dating, I used to go to her house almost every night for dinner to be with the kids and be with her and stuff. And I didn't know what she was making. I didn't know how much she was making. I know she's a single mom with two kids and I didn't want to be rude and be like, oh, this wasn't enough food for me. Right. Because I eat a lot. <laughs> right. So every day no. on the way no, from didn't. work no. to her house, <laughs> I would stop and get a double quarter pounder and fries. Whoa. Eat that in her driveway and then go inside and eat dinner with the family. My mind is just <laughs> I mean, was over here just <laughs> eating McDonald's. Just and then he's double mealing it. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go get a quarter pounder, a double he's, quarter pounder, a double quarter, a half a pound of McDonald's." He's not even. He's not even ordering off the dollar menu. He's like full blown. Like I. Oh man. So okay, I, and I don't want to <laughs> exaggerate this too much. I mean, I probably did it like two or three times well, it's funny. a week, and it probably lasted maybe two or three weeks. Like what? it wasn't like I was doing this for years upon years. Right. But I, my reasoning was I didn't want to be rude to Tasha. Like I didn't want to eat dinner and be like. Okay, what else? And like go right. and raid her fridge. You know? <laughs> right, so right. I was doing it like in a polite thing, but, and I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't eaten McDonald's in a long time. That's funny. So what's funny too is like with Del Taco or Taco Bell, like I'll eat it and I'll like, I'll be like, oh man. And the next morning, like I'll tell Lucy, I'm like, hey, Lucy, I have something to tell you. I'm like, I ate Del Taco again. <laughs> So she knows I can never lie to her because I always am like, oh man, I just got to You got to tell her. Tell her myself. So. Yep. Uh, so I guess my first point to this is that depending on where you're at in your journey, I think so many people are so stuck on this idea of healthy or not healthy or things like that, but we're all on our journey. And the issue I see with people is that they're doing Del Taco and Taco Bell because it's convenient and they're doing all these things and they feel as though to go from where they are now to where they want to be. They just got to give all that up. Mm. Dude, if I told you to stop eating Taco Bell and Del Taco, that's it, you're done and go cold turkey. Is it doable? Yes. But then you got to think like- It's you're, not sustainable. You're going to have to change your whole life right. tomorrow. Right. And so what I was telling Alex, I said, dude, have you been doing 
So we have our essential grains and our protein. And I asked you if you've still been doing them, how they've been treating you. And what did you say? I said, I've been doing the greens. I need more greens. Mm-hmm. And then protein, I just like have not. You've been forgetting to do it. Like you just yep. haven't. Just haven't done the protein. And I'm going to tell you like immediately blew my mind that yep. he was doing that because I said protein. And I preach this all the time. I've talked about this on podcasts. I, this is the first thing I so do. So you with think every I single, know by now. <laughs> right. And the truth is that, you know, right. And dude, if you didn't, if, and I was talking to another client about, they drink a lot of alcohol. And I said, dude, you're already working out. Hmm. Okay. And that's usually the easy set for people. They start getting into the gym, they start moving more. And again, they want to go from this one extreme to this other, to stop drinking altogether or to stop eating all the fast food. And I tell people like protein is the most important macronutrient when it comes to fixing your hormones, fixing your metabolism, building lean tone muscle, increasing your metabolism, burning more calories, and ultimately burning more fat. All the things that we want to happen, okay, comes from protein. And then when you're optimizing your protein, it allows you body to use the carbs and fats you're eating better. So usually the first step is not to clean up your carbs and fats, which right now the Del Taco and Taco Bell and my McDonald's, whatever, is not the greatest source of carbs, not the greatest source of fats. We can get better there. But the first step is not fixing that. It's protein. It's protein. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I'm going to tell a lot of people that I would rather you. And (laughs) some people might say this is controversial, but it just happens to be with a lot of the people I work with. A lot of the people I work with. I would almost rather you go get a burger Mm. or something with a higher protein content than going get a salad that has no protein on it at all. Mm. Because a lot of people, they don't realize I was looking at, I think it was Red Robin and I was looking at their salads and they're a thousand calories, right? No protein. Right. And I'm like, I would rather you have a $400 or $400, (laughs) 400 (laughs) calorie burger from McDonald's that has that 20 grams of protein in it. Right. Do, so you pro- and again, that's where we get into the controversy of things of like, well, you, how you're digesting it and the quality of the food and stuff. But if you're already eating fast food and you're ar- already eating crap, if you keep doing that and you just add in more protein, then your body can at least do something positive with that protein. Right. If you take that, those bad carbs and bad fats and turn them to good carbs and good fats, mm. yeah, that's a step in the right direction, but you're still missing the protein. Right. And so what I told Alex is that you're already working out. I said, if you didn't change anything else, you kept doing your good breakfast, you did your Del Taco or whatever it is, just make sure there's protein and you had your decent dinner. Dinner is usually an easy thing for people to fix because yeah. you come home and you make it. Right. Just choose what you're going to make. Right. I said, if you just did two scoops of our post-rough protein, that's 50 grams of protein. Hmm. For Alex, you, you said you're pushing 200 pounds right now. Yeah. I said, dude, I'm 160 pounds and I eat close to 190 grams of protein a day. So I can only imagine you being 200 pounds 190 to 200 is like a minimum for you. Right. Easy. I said, throughout your day, if you get a hundred grams of protein right now, you're at halfway point. Yeah. If you, and you're, the crazy thing is that you have the protein, right? You're already working out. If you just. It's literally taking five seconds, seconds to just boom, two scoops. And it tastes good. Right. Just remembering to do it. True. And you go from hundred grams of protein a day to 150. Yeah. And that's a game changer for your body and recovering and building your metabolism. And you don't even have to change your breakfast. You don't have to change your lunch. You don't have to change your dinner. Right. That's just your first step. Right. How easy, and how easy is that? I couldn't make it easier. Well, and that's the thing is it's like, so I guess two things here is like one, um, like I've seen what the the thing is, is I've seen the results for myself and how quick, because I mean, same thing when I did the 
the challenge over there mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know. I think I weighed probably 198, 200 when I started and I got down to 175 in six weeks. And once again, I was dialed in on all of my meals mm-hmm. and maybe that's not sustainable, but like the big thing was eating breakfast, protein shake in between eating lunch, protein shake dinner. Yep. And then I was done. Um, well, I think the biggest thing going off that is like you said, it's not sustainable. I think a lot of people join these programs for six to eight weeks and they expect a meal plan. Eat this for breakfast, eat your chicken and rice for lunch and eat yeah. your chicken and broccoli for dinner. And yes, th- that works. You could definitely do that. But to your point, you're, what you're doing now for work and your family is completely mm-hmm. different what you were doing before. Yep. Dude, how are you going to make chicken and rice? You're going to be eating cold chicken and rice while you're right. on the road. Yep. So it's not sustainable. So for your lifestyle right now, we might say, Hey, just keep doing your Del Taco. Let's increase the protein. And then our next step would just say, Hey, let's do Del Taco less and figure out what to replace that with. And that's a step in the right direction yep. for figuring out your lifestyle. Again, so many people want to jump to these extremes and give up Del Taco. And it's like, well, then you're miserable eating tuna packets or yeah. stuck on protein shakes for every single meal. And it's just miserable instead of just taking one baby step at a time yeah. and seeing what works and what doesn't and replacing things to get you to where you need to be. Well, and I think just like taking that break throughout the day, like, I mean, yeah, it seems like, oh man, I'm just so busy. I don't have time. But like, I feel like it's helpful even just to take that little bit bit of a break for myself to just take a breath Mm -hmm. you know well i've been doing really good about that tosh and i have always been taking we put in our schedule an hour lunch break Mm -hmm. we go home and i have the luxury of living really close to my house now uh we go home for uh it's a five minute drive and i put down my phone i put down my laptop and whether we're watching netflix or we're just talking but we just sit down and we eat lunch And it makes me remember to do it. So I think that's your first step. And I think that's the first step for a lot of people. You know, like you said, you know what you need to do, right? You know, you need to work out. And if you're working out, then it's just so easy to do the shake. And what I was telling you is that the way our protein shakes are designed and the quality of it, and we can go down the rabbit hole of the quality. uh, But for the sake of this podcast, just trust me. Uh, And I'll put a link for it. If you guys are ever interested, you've tried both pink lemonade and chocolate, which one's better? Uh, I like the pink lemonade, but they're both the pink lemonade. Yeah, I, there's, there's, screw it's, chocolate. It's, <laughs> it's hard, but it's hard to choose because they're both they're both. They are. Similar. I do if I like. When I, you would I recommend actually, the pink lemonade for post workout? They're then, both. They're both post workout. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we only we don't do meal replacement shakes okay. right now. I don't know if we will uh, because given the timing of when you take it after your workout right. and the quality and the type of protein it is like the science behind it is it digests really fast, right. super high quality, 25 grams of protein, three carbs, zero sugars. So it digests extremely fast to help you build, recover and repair your lean muscle tissue. Mm. So when you just go to Walmart or GNC and you get a meal replacement shake, those are pretty heavy on your stomach. They're usually not processed the right way. And they're usually just meant, you know, when you're on the run right. and you just need something heavy in your stomach to keep you right. fuller for longer. This isn't designed as a meal replacement. It's designed, it's the only supplement that will benefit you more than whole food. It's mm-hmm. the only time I'll ever say that ever in my life. Yep. And that's why we made it is because it, that it has such great benefits. So and for it. somebody like me who works out in the morning <sighs> and then goes home immediately and eats breakfast, do you still recommend the- 200%. Cool. So as soon as you're done working out, Just so it take it with you. Way. So that's why it was so important to us. First and foremost, you only want to mix it with water. I know a lot of people like to mix their shakes with, with milk, milk uh, because of the taste right. of it. 
Uh, but that's the milk slows down the digestion Got because it. protein comes from milk, okay. right? So milk actually, God, we're going to get into the science of it. I'll, look, let's lay it out. <laughs> you don't have to just trust me. I'll teach you. So what actually happens is when they're taking milk and turning it into cheese, the byproduct. So they have this cheese curd over here and the byproduct, whatever's left over, that's your way. That's okay. your way in casing. That's your okay. protein. That's like this gelatinous substance. And they have to take that and they have to turn it into a powder and they separate the casing from the whey. And so there's actually two types of whey. There's whey concentrate and whey isolate. Whey concentrate is your meal replacement, a little heavier, a little uh, harder to digest, um, but sits in your stomach better. Okay. The whey isolate is a higher quality, faster digesting, but there's also less of it. So because there's less of it and you have to go through more processes to separate it, that's why right. it usually costs more. Got it. And then we hydrolyze it. So that way it's almost pre-digested so it can digest even faster. So there's all these processes that we go through to make it to what it is. That's why when you go get a meal replacement, you usually see that there's casing and whey in there because they didn't it. do the extra steps well, to separate and then it, it. And then it. Correct. And then longer. some companies will separate it and you'll see it's a whey concentrate and isolate Got still it. a meal replacement right. and then you can get all the way down to the whey isolate which is the highest quality and a lot of companies don't do that because of the time and the money it takes to do those things because right. most people just don't know they right. just go to walmart and here's a 20 dollars tub for 80 servings and that's what they're gonna buy Let's go for it. uh so of course you get what you pay for now to your point casing um i know an, the rpm diet preaches a lot and i am not um a big fan of it because casein uh, studies have shown that it's not as bioavailable to your body. It's harder on your stomach. It's harder on your digestive system. There's not as much muscle protein synthesis, which is like the process. And when they look at your blood to see like how it's processing in your body, it's not as high as a whey protein. Got it. So the idea with casein is that it digests slower, like way slow. Right. So you take it before you go to bed and that protein will sit in your stomach through the night. Right. And so because a lot of your recovery happens at light at night, well, then that's why you should do it. Now, I'm not against doing casein, but remember what I said is that whey protein, I said our post-rough protein, given the timing after your workout is the only supplement that's better than whole food. Hmm. You can do whole food before you go to bed and because it's an actual solid food and if you're getting some healthy fats it's there, it's gonna digest slower than casein right. all day, every day. Right. So there's better options for you right. than doing casein. So that's kind of where, you know, if you wanna do it, it's not gonna hurt you to do casein before you go to bed. Not my biggest recommendation. Do I think it's going to be a game changer for you? No, but the doing whey protein isolate, doing post rough after your workouts will be a game changer. You're going to notice you're less sore. You're getting that protein intake that you need, like right. 200%. There's your, your pitch. Blocks. I was trying to not pitch you guys <laughs> on post rough, but here it is. That's what we're doing today. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I think that's going to be most people's first step because you know what you need to do. You need to work out. We just talked about the importance of protein. And if you didn't change anything else, you just started working out and did a, a scoop. Tasha does a scoop and a half. And you did, you as a guy would do two scoops. Yep. Dude, that's, that's a fourth of your protein needs right there yep. for the day. Yep. It's a game changer. So that's my biggest recommendation. And then I had one more thing and I wanted to talk about this in the beginning, but we'll talk about it now because it ties in with our last podcast. Okay. The last, what has it been? Almost two months now. Yeah, I think so. Two months we've been meeting every Sunday, doing us, hitting a solid workout we do a crossfit style workout and then we do this podcast and for probably the first five six weeks i'm just gonna say it man i've been winning all right I, <laughs> there's winners and losers that's just the way life is i taking I, the w there, there it is i'm taking it before i talk about the next part because the last three weeks 
I've been taking the L. Taking the L. <laughs> I've been I've been losing the last three weeks. You've beat me. And whether it's playing to our strengths or whatever, I mean, every workout's different. And that's the thing I love about CrossFit is that it's not always about being first. Uh, you can literally go to a competition and get second place in every single workout mm-hmm. and still win the whole competition. True. And I think that's really cool. You know, yeah. it's a very well-balanced sport. Yeah. But it was funny because the first week you beat me three weeks ago, you beat me and I said, damn it, you got me. And do you remember what you told me when I said I was that? like, well, I wasn't doing as much weight as you. You said that you, you weren't doing as much weight as me. And I said, dude, it doesn't matter. That's the beautiful thing about the sport right. is that we're able to come in here, look at this workout and adjust the weight or the skill um, based on us. Right. And there might be certain skills that you're better at, certain skills that I'm better at, more weight, whatever it is. But the thing is that you did less weight than me, but even today. So you beat me by, by how many reps? Two. Two. And we were doing different weight, yeah. right? I was doing more weight. You were doing less weight, but you only beat me by two. And that allowed us to compete together. Mm-hmm. If, and I just feel as though if you would have done the same weight as me, oh, probably I wouldn't have been. There, wouldn't even, I would, it wouldn't even have been close. Wouldn't have been close. Same thing if I did the same weight as you. Yeah. So it allowed us to compete together. And I tell that to people so often, Mm -hmm. if you're going to a CrossFit style gym or a CrossFit gym, don't feel overwhelmed because you can't do the handstand pushups or the kipping pull-ups, or you can't do as much weight as what the board says, because the whole goal is to figure out where you're at. So everybody can be on the same playing field. So now everybody can compete and push each other and we can all finish at a similar time right? Because I wouldn't have worked as hard. Like I got off those double unders today and there was no part. I was like, well, I'm in the half left. I'm not doing thrusters, <laughs> right. but you're over here crushing the thrusters. And I'm like, I'm gonna catch this mother. After. Right. Like that's right. it. I'm catching it. And then I know you were like, <laughs> if I lose this right now, there's right. no way. After I get this huge head start. <laughs> well, I think that's the other thing too, is like, you know, I used to go to a gym in Boulder and like the majority of it was like, older moms, but like it inspired me so much, even if I'm lifting 50 pound dumbbells and they're doing 15s, like to watch them push themselves. And now I'm at a different gym where like people are at a whole different level of caliber. And they're like, I'm doing pull-ups and they're doing muscle-ups. But like you said, like there's now I have something to chase after. And I think like at first, when I first started going there, I'm like, man, these people probably think I'm like, just a little pussy like trying to like <laughs> yep. do all this stuff and that like they don't care like yep. they're doing their best and you're doing your best and i'm doing my best and every i think that's the coolest thing about crossfit well, is it's doing your best and like everybody's there to support that and, and to go off of that that brings me to the last podcast and participation trophies and yeah. stuff i feel like in today's society somebody would walk into a crossfit gym or us having that mentality of participation trophy you would have came in here the first couple of days and been like well roy's beat me at every workout so I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or the last three weeks, as soon as I start losing, then I'm like, well, fuck this. Like, let's not work out anymore. Yeah. That's the mentality a lot of people have. And I'm, I want to say this because so many people walk into a gym and they're so intimidated yeah. by the people who have years of experience on them. And, I'm, and, and again, the whole goal is not to say, oh, you're not as capable. So here's a scale version because you suck. It's this is where you're at. So we can compete and push each other. Yeah. And, and then that, five years down the road, you're where they're at. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you right now, and this is the, the mindset I need you guys to get in. I'm stoked that you beat me the last three weeks because mm-hmm. I promise you that us having that competition, and I know it's there, like I know that- when well, I got it pushes up, both of us because exactly. not only does it push Roy to beat me, but it's like, okay, now I see Roy and I'm like, awesome. Like 
Roy's over here pushing up fifties and I'm doing 35s and I'm like, awesome. Well, I have something to go for. And so does Roy to go faster. So like, well, I love that. We talked about it too. Yeah. Like we talked about the winning and the losing part of it, because you know, today, I know that you knew that as soon as I got off those double unders and I decided to push those thrusters at the end, yeah. you were like, he's coming for me. Yeah. Cause I wanted it as like, if I could just get him by one thing. That when I, I was like, I was like, cause I was on the thrusters and I was like, cool, I could stop at 20. And then I'm like seeing Roy go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick these dumbbells up and I'm going to push this until it, the clock hits 30. That's right. Like I could have easily. And said, I was too, dude. We were freaking <laughs> dying. Dude, we were on the isn't, floor. Isn't counting in CrossFit fun? Like, I don't know if you find it funny, but I like different rep schemes. So like on the double unders, the first round, I was just like, I'm going to go for as many as I can. But like the second round, I was like, I'm just going to bust these out in twenties. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop. Like, no yeah. matter if I feel like I could keep going. <laughs> and that's, that, that's another strategy. We could talk a whole day about yeah. strategies in the Counting workouts. down, counting up. Well, and I'm like, I'm like, times. okay, I'm going to do tens. And like, <laughs> I'm on four. I'm like, nope, I'm doing six. I'm doing six. <laughs> I'm just sets of six. I got it's like, and the, no, re- the reps are like, we have to do 40 thrusters. So it's six, 12, 18, 24, 30, 36. I'm like, that's not even even math, math. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, I can't do more than six at this point. So let me give you guys the workout real quick that we did. So what was programmed was three rounds. Time cap is 30 minutes. If you guys try this, let us know. I'd love to know how far you get. It's 40 kettlebell swings at 32 kilograms, which is 70 pounds. Uh, it would be 24 kilograms for ladies, which is 50 pounds, 200 double unders, if you can't do double unders, you would just do single unders or jumping jacks or line jumps. 40 dumbbell thrusters, 50 pounds for guys, 35 for ladies. 100 air squats, 40 dumbbell push press at 50 pounds for guys, 35 pounds for ladies. Uh, I got two rounds, no, one round. I got one <laughs> we round. We miscalculated that by a lot. Yeah. We were like, oh, it's <laughs> maybe 15 minutes yeah. around. We were like, what, 17 minutes in? Yep. So, and I got into 20 dumbbell thrusters and you got into got 22. 22. Uh, so you got me on the thrusters. So that was brutal. But those air squats, as soon as we got into like the oh, first dude, air do squat not, was like. Listen, if I give you any advice, not underestimate the air squats. We thought all I have to do is get to air squats. My legs will be tired. Like that's just what we thought. Our legs would be tired, but it'd be a nice break. No. We did one, we both were like, one fuck. air squat and I hit the ground. Like I fell over. I was like, fuck this, man. <laughs> we both have the same reaction at the same time. Oh, good no, stuff. Miserable. Uh, so we, we thought that we would finish the first round in 15 minutes and it would be a real push to maybe finish the second round. And it took us 19 minutes to finish the first round, about 18, 19 minutes. So I told, but I, I, we underestimated it, but I did say that there's no way we're doing three rounds. Like it would yeah. be an AMRAP ish style. Yeah. Uh, but I love those kind of workouts because I think that, do I really think Matt Frazier could come in here and finish that workout? Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh, no doubt. How? Like you'd have to go so fast training. Yeah. Oh, they work out. That's right. <laughs> I remember we need to start doing well, it. And, and to your point, like you said, like you were saying is it's like, you like people come into a gym and they're like, Oh my gosh, this person's way ahead of me, whatever. But like, I think for me, it translate a, translates a lot to life and like whatever you're doing in life for me in particular, it's like real estate. It's like, I can't just walk into real estate and expect to be really great at it right off the bat. Uh-huh. And it's like, 
how bad do you want it? And you like, you know, learn to build up these skills and how to do things right. And like, it's not just an in the gym thing. It is in the gym, but like you can translate that into your life. of Like, how can I get better at like whatever it is that I'm trying to do? Well, and it's already correlating with other podcasts we talked about and finding a passion there because a lot of people join these programs with the idea of let's say losing weight. And they go in here to these six week programs and it's chicken and broccoli, chicken and rice, chicken and this and work out every single day. And that's great, but it's not your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's not your passion into what you're seeing. Right. Like, and and your life was different two years ago, but you didn't learn, like, Mm -hmm. you know what to do, but you didn't learn, okay, how to make this in a way that it can, it can grow with me. This, this program can grow with life as it changes. Well, and like my background, I mean, growing up as a heavy kid and then into my adulthood like having issues with my weight and then doing challenges doing the 12-week challenge getting in good shape kind of bouncing back it's like that yo-yo thing and like that six-week challenge put me on to a good trajectory and then it got me into like running a marathon so like I mean running a marathon like I couldn't eat like junk because if I ate shitty then I like just felt it in my run so like I sustained it for a good year year and a half almost two years and like i'm not saying that i'm like really out of shape but like man i mean i know that if i dialed in my diet i'd be in a lot better shape and i'd feel a lot better about Mm -hmm. myself well it's the craziest thing because and not not to say that chicken and rice isn't sustainable i see bodybuilders do it all the time you know you just got to figure out what you love and what's going to take you through life um and what you're passionate about but i forget my point and what i was going to say what were you saying just the sustainability of it uh, and doing this six week challenge. Oh, uh, that it's 80% diet, 20% workouts. Oh, it's abs totally are made in the is. kitchen. You yeah. are what you eat. Yeah. You hear this all the time, but what's everybody do? They go to the gym and they try to outwork their bad diet. Yeah. And you feel it. I feel it. We both know it. You're listening and you know it. Yeah. And I promise you, I have tried. I tried in college. I tried when I was dating Tasha and I was eating McDonald's. I tried to outwork a bad diet. And I'm going to tell you right now that even if you had a decent diet or a semi bad diet, that you are not training enough. It's not enough a part of your life to be able to outwork it. When I was so thankful to see, and I I feel like honestly, part of me is it's like, I feel like everybody should do a six week challenge and go all in just to see, like, even for myself, like, for me to have that peak and for me to see really Mm -hmm. for myself and experience it for myself of like eating a clean diet. Um, cause I mean, I've always worked out, but like, like you said, I mean, I used to work out two hours a day, but I wouldn't get the results of just eating clean. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, that was a hundred percent eating clean. Now, if I cut it back and I made it now to 80% eating clean. Yep. So this is a, a good time to say this part too, because I told you I would. Uh, I haven't announced this yet, but by the time this podcast comes out, it will be announced. Uh, but we are doing a 30-day sprint uh, through my company, through Rough. Uh, and it starts Thanksgiving Day. I'm preaching that as like our last meal. Because yeah. my biggest thing is that for most of my clients, you should get to enjoy those things. Yeah. It's still worse when you're on a program and it's, you have to eat chicken and rice yeah. and chicken and broccoli on Thanksgiving day or Christmas or things right. like that. It's just not sustainable. Uh, so that's why a lot of people fall off and they're just like, oh, I can't do it. Through the so, holidays. And then it's like, yeah, dude, it's the hardest time of the season yeah. for people to stick with it. You're not outside as much. And even when you are outside, you're bundled up because it's cold. You're not getting that vitamin D from the sun. People have seasonal depression. Like mm. it's insane how just, the sunlight 
affects people. Mm. And I don't think people even think about it or realize as much as it does, but it does for a lot of people. Um, and especially the more North you go, because we, and I realize this coming from Louisiana, that we get a lot of sun in the summertime. Uh. And right now there's less sun than what I would normally get in Louisiana this time of the year. Right. Uh, Cause we're further away from the equator and it plays such a huge role. Vitamin D is linked with depression, dude. Mm. It's, it's crazy. So it's, it's just really hard for people this time of the year. And then not on top of that motivation, yeah. who wants to freaking get up and usually the sun's up, but now the sun's not up right now. Yeah. And it's cold outside, you know, like nobody wants to go outside and go right. through the snow and, and go to the gym. So it's just a hard motivating factor. Another barrier. Then you're traveling, you got family visiting, you got the holidays, you got the stress, you're trying to fill up everybody else's cup. It's just, it's just hard. Mm. So we're doing this 30 day sprint starts uh, November 25th, Thanksgiving day. And you have 28 days from there of just like making a commitment to yourself, basically. Uh, obviously we give out prizes. We can help you with your workouts and nutrition in our rough app. It's less than a dollar a day. I'm hitting you guys with pitches all day today. We don't normally bam. do that, but bam, there it is. Put, I'll put links for all this <laughs> stuff below. And then day 30 is Christmas day, which is the final day. And just a celebration of for the first time in probably your entire life, you know, for a lot of people is that, wow, I actually did something for myself and stuck to it during the holiday season, which normally people are just, well, and if you that. can get ahead, like that's, that's like the separation season. It's like, and we talk about it in real estate, same, like a lot of people just give up and they're like, Oh, it's the holidays. Nobody wants to buy a house. That's not true. People mm -hmm. want to move every day. So like, this is separation season where like, if you're continuing to put in the work, this is where you're going to get ahead. Cause you're starting next year at a level up mm -hmm. then. Well, dude, it's, it's funny that you say that. Cause it's the same thing for our coaches. A lot of the coaches, it's hard because usually companies won't start a challenge in the holiday season. This is oh. our first time doing it ever because I think it's brilliant because I think this is the best time for people to do. A I think it is too, but it's scary for us because it's like, Not nobody wants to do it, committed, right? but I honestly have a feeling that I think that because I've been preaching this for the last two years. So I think finally, maybe it might get through to enough people to be like, so. dang, I need to, well, I need to do this. Just keep doing it for the next 30 and years. We talk to, we talk to our coaches though, because they feel as though nobody's doing workouts, nobody's signing up and everybody's falling off. So it's a vacation for them. I'm like, well, one, no, there's still people who need you. Two right. people are still willing to sign up. And three, if anything, this just plants the seeds for you and builds that habit. So come January, all the coaches who went on vacation and didn't do anything and weren't present for their clients, mm you stick with it and come January, you're going to be reaping those benefits when it's time for everybody who wants to work out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so same thing with you. So my biggest thing is that all this is doing, if anything, I just don't want you to look back on November and December and be like, I gained the weight back. Right. Even if it's just maintaining and just right. saying I'm 1% better instead of 2%, well, you know, like I was just going to say, like, if you're a reader or if you want to listen to audiobooks, I'm always recommending the books, but, uh, the compound effect. If you've never, have you read that? That's, That's a good, good book. One. It just oh, talks about nice. how, like, if you're getting 1% better, the trajectory of your life. And then if you're just getting 1% worse, true, so it's true. like just the trajectory of like what that does, it doesn't make a difference in a month or three months or anything, but six months, like you're either gaining 20 pounds mm -hmm. or you're like, well, let me ask you this. So this is, I was talking to some of my one-on-one -on -one clients. We do these group calls every single week. And, uh, I asked them, I said, Hey, what did you do? What's the date today? November uh, 7th. what did you do? November 7th of 2020? What were you doing? Do you remember? What'd you eat? You. What'd you eat for lunch? No. no idea. Right. Uh, 
and it's hard for me because if you choose like Christmas Day, you might remember. But like for the most part, I ask you what you did this time last year or two years ago, three years ago, no oh, November 8th, November 10th. Like, what did you do? And you're mm. like, I don't know. And it's so funny to me that if you go to the gym today, like you're not going to see results tomorrow. No. And if you decide to go with your family, your family's like, oh, just have the eggnog or have these cookies or just relax. It's fine. Have the drinks. Have the drinks and stuff. Yep. You're not going to remember if you told them yes, I'm going to have the eggnog mm. or no, I'm not going to have the eggnog. Mm. You're not going to remember. But it's just so funny that in that moment, it seems like such a big deal. And it's like so stressful. And it's like, everybody's trying to get you to do these things or you have to make these decisions. But in hindsight, being 2020, five years ago on Christmas day, I don't, I couldn't tell you if I made the sacrifices or didn't. Right. But I'm reaping the benefits of mm. whatever it is I decided to do now. When I think like a lot of the people talk about it is like, when you start to do better, Mm-hmm. people around you they're comfortable with where they're at and they know you as a certain way and it makes them feel uncomfortable when you say i don't want to have the eggnog i don't want to have the drinks mm-hmm. whatever it makes them so it makes them now. like yeah i mean it makes them like reflect on themselves like but it's really easy for them to be like oh come on you can just have one so yep. like don't let that be yep. something well, that holds my you thing, back my thing is is that because we talk about the 1% better or 1% worse, the mm-hmm. compound effect, that that decision, it really in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to remember what you choose. No. But five years later, that compound effect of those decisions that you made are going to affect where you are in your life. And that's why I tell people, I can look at the last 100, 200, 300 days of your life and tell you exactly where you are, why you are. Yeah. And it's funny that right now you might be miserable because you don't have the job you want or the promotion or you didn't lose the weight. But I ask you what you did 200 days ago. And you're like, well, I don't remember. Right. And it's just so crazy how it really, if you would have just made that decision 200 days ago right. and made it's the right choice the decision. and it really would affect you. Like it has this huge effect, but really right. you think about it. You're like, I just, you get to create. And that's what's, crazy, <laughs> what's crazy about it is you get to create. So I did a personal development course uh, a few years back called landmark, but what's crazy, like this is a three day intensive course, but like what it really taught me was like you get to create your future Mm -hmm. and like you're literally like you're writing and creating like your word creates your reality and like the way that they explained it in that three-day intensive like i highly recommend checking that out but like (laughs) it's crazy like when you start to realize you have control to be able to create whatever it is that you want to create in your life so like like roy's saying is it's like what were you doing those days ago? Because what were you thinking and doing? And it goes mm-hmm. back to our last podcast is it's like thoughts become things. And then it all just like, yep. well, it just almost seems like to me, it's just, it blows my mind because it's so insignificant, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's so significant, but like, so significant. because it's so insignificant because I don't even remember it. Right. Right. Like it was like, but it, it like, has such a big impact. Exactly. Like today. I could have done either choice. Mm-hmm. And really I would think about it probably the same. I still wouldn't remember whether I made the right choice or the wrong choice. Right. But one of those choices puts me right here, mm-hmm. owning my own gym, mm-hmm. being in shape, working out with you, us doing this podcast. And the other decision means I don't have Tasha. I don't have a family. I'm probably living back in Louisiana, miserable, overweight. Right. And it just seems so, because I don't even remember what the decision was. Right. So when you're going, my whole point, bringing this back around is that as we go through this holiday season, Yes, it's hard, but either decision you make in the grand scheme of it, you're not going to remember. So it doesn't like just choose the one that's well, going to make keep you keep in mind which trajectory, it's what gonna, trajectory you're trying to you're create. Land. And because 
at the, at the grand scheme of it, you're not going to, dude, to be honest, I don't even remember the last podcast I listened to. I don't remember hmm. I, my favorite podcast I listened to. I couldn't tell you 10 episodes ago what it was about, hmm. but I took that information and I applied it in some kind of shape, way, shape or form. Right. So my, again, it's just these decisions. You're not going to remember them. In, when in, I refer to it of like, what is fat Alex going to do and what is right fit out. So I do? think the, the thing is, is that I'm trying to give you some confidence that in the moment, it's going to seem really hard. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like yep. in the moment yep. when you're trying to decide whether to eat the cookies and have the eggnog or do what fat Alex is going to do or regular or fit Alex, right. As you, right. as you put it, if you're trying to decide which one to do, just remember that it's so insignificant that in a week, nobody's going to remember mm-hmm. if you chose to do the eggnog or chose to eat healthy. When it's like the marshmallow test, I don't know if you've heard about that, no. but like, so they have, they have a marshmallow test where they have these kids sit in a room and they put marshmallows in front of them uh-huh. and say how, like they check, how long can you last without eating, eating the marshmallow? Mm-hmm. And they like, let them go. And I mean, a lot of kids are just like two seconds into it, like eat that marshmallow, eat the marshmallow. but it's like the kids who can last the longest without eating that marshmallow end up doing better in life, which is, it's, that's crazy. I, didn't, I never crazy. heard that ending where yeah. I have seen that before. Um, but there was another study done. Oh God, I, I hope I say it right. But there was another study done and it was a professor and he went to his class. He said, Hey, uh, would you rather in a week from now have a banana or some chocolate? Right. And he gave them the option of what they want, like the healthier choice, and not healthier choice. Right. And almost every single person chose the healthier of option course. a week from now. Right. And then when it came time for the class, he said, hey, I'm going to offer you guys again. I know a lot of you chose bananas, but if you want to swap out for the chocolate, when you come up here, you're more than welcome to grab the chocolate. And almost every single person grabbed the chocolate Jeez. in the time of. Crazy. So it's crazy to think of how much people want to invest in their future and want to do the right thing. But when it comes down to the moment of to make the decision, mm-hmm. just like the kids, it's like, but it's just right there. Mm-hmm. Like the chocolate, like it's so it's the, tempting. Right. And again, this is what I'm trying to get across is that in the moment, it seems like dire, like right. you've got to make this decision. People are going to judge you. And it's like this life altering thing right here, but you're not going to remember five years from now, if you chose the chocolate or the banana, mm. but where your life is and where you're at in life is a direct reflection of what you chose. Mm. So in the moment, like you just got to let that go, yep. you know? And so. Well, so a few <sighs> things we're going to keep this process and document yep. and mm-hmm. journey and let you guys know where things are at with me. Yep. And Roy's going to continue to help. I'm going to keep you accountable. That's he the is. truth. And so we're taking progress pictures we're today, take which some I progress don't photos. necessarily want to do. And then the other thing is who knows, hopefully it's next week, but baby might come. So I might not be here. We were going to record a podcast today about mm-hmm. um, not arguing with the whiteboard, oh, yeah. um, which I'm excited to record that yep. next podcast. We so. got we to record it. And that way we'll be, we'll be ahead of the game. And, uh, worst case scenario, dude, we'll just hop on zoom or do something. We'll figure yep, it out. Yep. Uh, we're not going anywhere. That's the truth, but yep. I'm excited for the baby, man. Roy, we'll hold it down and then I'll be yeah, <laughs> holding uh, the baby next time. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring the baby. He'll be our special guest. <laughs> He'll be our special guest. All right, you guys. Well, I appreciate you. Please don't forget the fee. If you learn something here, uh, please share. Or if you don't like us and you don't want to share, that's cool too. But at the bare minimum, just, you know, eat some more protein because that's your first step. Eat the protein. Uh, you guys, I appreciate you. Y'all have an amazing day and we'll see y'all next time. Later. Bye.
come open oh, i just slipped his name but anyways <laughs> he could come at any time oh <laughs> when maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it yes and then i'm gonna cut it and then we're i'm gonna leave this part right now so it'll be like oh so when oh god i said his name and people are like what's, oh, his name? what's his name and i'm gonna like, have to figure it out you'll know you won't know until he comes you won't know till so but with that like he could be here anytime um so we might not have this next week if wow. he came but where are we going? Um, so that's okay. That's it's interesting. I mean, it's going to be like, I'm going to be hanging out with him and Lucy for two weeks and taking time off. And yeah, life's so going to be cool. a whole, I'm so excited for you. I'm stoked. I'm excited to see you go through that journey because I know I'm going to be going through it in the next at least two years. Yep. So I'm like, teach me. Yes. <laughs> Deal. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please don't forget to share. Um, I think that you guys, like I said, have a lot of homework to do. I think it just starts with visualizing and dreaming big make a vision board five years from now what do you want your life to look like go take magazines you can make it digital you can make it physical like whatever you want put it on there there's and no drop a comment below like let us know yeah now that this is cool. on youtube and youtube facebook. if you're watching on facebook drop a comment i want to know what your dreams you are what do you want to accomplish in the next five years yep. uh let us know or shoot us a message so that we know that you saw it or if you're on instagram share this podcast and put when you share it, put your five things or your 10 things that you want to accomplish. Like we want to see that. Uh, we want to see that you're actually not just listening and, and how can we hold you accountable? Right. That's, we want how to hold you accountable. Help you grow. I don't want you to listen and go one in, in one ear and out the other, because I know I used to be that way. I used to read books and they'd be like, Oh, go do these things. I'm like, I'll do that. Yep. And then five years later, I'm like, crap, I still haven't done that thing. Yep. I go do it. It's Sunday. So like write down, like, and take inventory. Like who are you right now? And who do you want to become? I'm the type of person who listens to your boy Roy show and then does what they say right after. That's it. the kind of person I am. That's the kind I of person <laughs> you are. You're that kind of person. All right, friends. I appreciate you. We're going to go. Y'all have an amazing day and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Later. Hey friends, thanks for listening to another amazing episode. If you got something valuable from this episode, which I know you did, do us a favor and keep spreading the Live Rough movement and share this episode. It means more to us than you'll ever know. And remember, we don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all keep earning those cookies and I'll see y'all next time.